All right, good morning, everyone. Welcome back to the Muslim Podcast. My name is Rabbi Ari Wolby, and we're coming to you live from Houston, Texas. And thank you for joining us. We're going to begin with the first of the midos, the midot, the traits that we're hopefully going to work on attaining and acquiring in our Muslim study. Uh, this trait we're going to start with is zrizut, which means either zeal, alacrity, but I want to ask a question. Um, what, when you think of the word uh, zeal, alacrity, um, basically what we're trying to get to is the lack of, um, you know, there's some people who just like to postpone things and procrastinate. So the lack of procrastination, the lap, lack of pros- postponement, just getting things done. Right? What would you, when you think of that, of zrizut, what comes to your mind? What comes to your mind? We're going to stop the recording here. We're going to just pause it. Right? Yeah, it's fine. Okay. And we'll just go around the room if everyone can just share what, what you think it means. You're saying doing things quickly, right? Okay, that's great. So it means with 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 uh, without delay. Okay. Lack of, enthusiasm. Lack of enthusiasm, right? Because there are things that when we're excited about, we take care of them right away. All right. So how do we ensure that we have that enthusiasm for everything? All right. We'll see. Yeah. Okay. Correct. Excellent. Okay. Right. So, so they feel limited because they're afraid they're not going to be able to live up to a certain. Okay. Any other ideas? Right. So, I want to I want to share with you what Ramchal the great Rabbi Moshe Chaim Lotzato, uh, one of the great Musar masters, what he writes about Zrizut. And he writes the following. It's an incredible fact about humanity. All right, I'm going to take my keys here. I'm going to lift it up from the table. And what's going to happen when I leave go? It drops. It's heavy. It's heavier than ear. So it drops, it falls down, right? The Ramchal tells us, we are heavy. By nature, we are heavy. And therefore, we don't like to get things done. Right? If I have a choice between sitting back and watching the game or going out and visiting someone who's sick, which do you think I want to do? Right? Now, so how do I get myself to a point where I can pull myself out of bed to go Right, so we have motivations. We see that we have motivations for things, and they excite us to get moving. And there are other things we don't have motivation for, and we procrastinate, and we just push it off. So how do we take that energy, that excitement that we have for things that we do like and do enjoy, do appreciate, 
and transfer them or uh, or uh, attach them to the things that we are motivated to. So let me tell you an amazing story. My grandfather, of blessed memory, he had a big dilemma. You see, in learning in yeshiva, there are two different areas of study. There's the area of study, which is like Talmud study, which develops your mind, which develops your, your, your connection to the godly way of thinking. And then it's most, mostly through the study of Talmud, halacha. But then there's character, which is Musar. And you can imagine my grandfather was much more attracted or much more motivated by the study of Musar than he was by the study of Talmud. And he had this dilemma. What does he do? He has two hours to, 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 uh, to a free time. Which notes should he write? The notes on the Talmud or the notes on the Musar? Right? One he really, really, really wants to, a 10 out of 10, and the other's like, well, 4 or 5 out of 10. You know, he's like, he really wants to, but, you know, not, not as much as he does the other. So the way he was able to motivate himself to do both, he says, you know, the one I want to do, I'll figure out how to get it done. I'm going to do the one I don't want to do as much first, and then I'll get that done. Right? Uh, you have to wash dishes, and then you have something exciting you want to do. So you just do the exciting thing, and the dishes stay there, you know, till uh, another few hours. And you know what? I'm going to do what I don't like to do first, and then the exciting thing will be exciting to do. And what happens is you, you'll usually find that it's a trick of the mind. It's a re- it really is a trick of the mind because it, it's really not that difficult. It doesn't, it doesn't take that much time. It's, like, and it's, not, it's not such a difficult task. But in our mind, relative, again, that, that heaviness that we have of, I just don't want to do it. I'm just not motivated. Once we understand that we have that, and that is a natural part of our existence, it'll be much easier for us to, uh, to, to tackle this. Yes. So what what happens to that person with the things they do want to do? I think it's very highly productive, a highly productive person, perhaps. Yeah, I think so. Why not? You know, if we push ourselves to do that book report we don't want to do, and we get it done more than eat the ice cream, it's pretty good. (laughs) I got to tell you, right? No? I think I think it's that's ideal. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. So you may not be wrong. What what you may you, you we all have things that 
fall down in our priority list. Right? We have those things, it's just like, it's such a drag, for whatever reason, right? Everyone has maybe different parts of their day, different parts of their week, different parts of their month, their year. Uh, this is like, oh, I dread this. We have to find a way to either make it more meaningful to, to ourselves, okay? And I can give you many, many examples, particularly when it comes to prayer uh, services, right? Maybe try a different flavor. Maybe try a different, a different, because many times when we get into a certain habit, a certain routine, it gets very difficult for us to like. It's, it really feels like a drag. When we go someplace else, even if it's to a synagogue down the road, you go to it, right? Go to uh, a, you know if there there are different groups that get together, they have these prayer prayer, right? It may be uplifting for you. Maybe you know what this is. A, this is a different energy now. I may be going to my synagogue because my father, my grandfather, my great-grandfather went here. So we feel a little bit of a, a sense of, uh, you know, we have to, a, 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 a loyalty and affinity to the, but that, that but again, if, if, the, if that causes us to do something that is of less importance before it, then it must be that it's maybe a little bit time to change a little bit in that, in that area. You know, it, it think, think of it like this. If you have, um, I'm I'm trying to trying to think of an example where I had a per any type of personal experience where there's something I don't like and how do I get myself to motivate it to start liking it or okay so let me let me tell you let me give you a, a, a foundational uh, uh, teaching that I learned I learned from 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 my grandfather. You know, it says that there's an obligation to study Torah. There's an obligation to study Torah, right? Okay. Now, we have to be very careful when we study Torah because Torah is not like other subjects. So if we study, for example, we study science. Great. So science is it's dry material. Right? It is what it is. Math. Pretty dry. Okay, it is what it is. Language. Now, okay, again, you can be creative in every one of these areas, but it is what it really is. And you, the, the more you, it's unbelievable depth in each one of these areas. But when it comes to Torah, it says, This is life. This is life. So our sages tell us that Torah study, you learn because you're obligated. But you know something? I really want to learn because I'm excited. So here's the danger. The danger is that if we only do it because we're excited, then what happens when we're not excited? We, we don't do it, right? So Torah is one of those things that we, we study because there is an obligation. But the sweetness comes. It's one of the things that we pray for. We say in the morning, we say, Hashem, make the words of your Torah sweet. Right? We're going to learn it. We're going to learn it because we're obligated to learn it. But I want to have joy from it. I want to have excitement. I want to have a sweetness from it. Right? And that sweetness comes. But it starts with obligation. I'll give you another example. Children. Right? Your child is crying because they want to be fed, right? But I'm not in the mood. 
so you're not in the mood. But you're obligated. You have to take care of your child. Right? I, I, but so you understand that, we, we, that even if we're not in the mood, there are things that we do even if we're not in the mood. Right? I, I'm not in the mood of, uh, of, of, eating, of eating, right? You may not be in the mood, but you have to, right? There's certain things that you, right. So now a person has to come to a, uh, a, a, to a point where they start evaluating what are the things that I must do because these are my obligations and what are the things that I want to do because I like them, because they make me feel good, because they make me happy, because right now, if we're able to find the bridge between the two, then that's great. So let's say if you come up with a deal, you say, you know what? How about if I do one hour of the services and then go do my workout as my prize? Right? So now there's a motivation involved with that with that uh, that experience, which is perhaps not very pleasurable at first, right? But the idea is is that you work on meaning we all will always have things that we love to do and things that we hate to do. We, we always will, right? Yes. On you, on your head. That's correct, and, and that's and that's really what we're trying. What we would like to accomplish every day is exactly that: is is figure out a way to not let things linger. Because the longer things linger, it, it gets more frustrating and it gets more 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 difficult and it gets heavier, right? You know, there there are there are. Uh, I'm sure anybody who here who's ever run an event and you have to invite people and there's certain things like. Uh, I just dread making those phone calls. I dread, you know, it's just, it, it's, you know what? I always tell people, take the three easiest ones and just start with them. Right? You have 50 people to call to wish a Shana Tova, right? And you're like dreading making all those phone calls and you have to hear that same story again from that uncle and you're going to have to see that same story from that, from that cousin. And you, it's like, right? and you, you just dread it. You know what? Call the three that are that are the easiest ones. They're easy, it's pleasant, it's enjoyable for you. And many times that'll get the engine rolling. It'll get it started. And one thing will lead to the other. But, th but, uh, but let's go back to the original principle. What's the original principle? By nature, we are lazy. So all we need to do is trick ourselves to get that engine started. Once we get that engine started, it's easy to throw things into the mix. Even the things that that aren't as enjoyable, that aren't as as pleasant. So zeal is really the intro, the introduction to all of our work on our character. Because essentially, we're going to need to not be lazy to work on our traits, right? If we have that list of traits, so you have, you know, we have uh, a list over here of I think it's twenty eight traits that we arbitrarily picked out picked out of a hat if we're going to work on these 28 traits you know what it's going to take a lot of work to work on my arrogance 
and to work on my anger and to work on my generosity and my happiness and order and being loving and patient and truthful. It's going to take a lot of work. And you know what? It's not always going to be exciting. I'm not always going to be motivated and say, you know what? I'm so excited to go and change my life. No, I like it the way it was. Or I don't like it the way it was, but it's better than me having uncertainty, which is the biggest fear people have. You know, uncertainty, we're, we're not sure. It, you know, it, it's an amazing thing. We have uh, two families staying by us for the holiday of Sukkot. And uh, one is my brother and his wife and his amazing, beautiful children. And uh, his friends um, that came a few years ago, and they came again, a, cu- a couple and their baby. And their baby is just learning how to walk. And it is so amazing because you see exactly what this trait is. You see the child trying to walk and falling down. They're heavy, right? Not that they're heavy, heavy, overweight type of heavy, but that they're physical. And physical things drop. They fall. So the child is trying to walk to get get its own uh, movement. And it falls. And it gets up again and tries again. And falls, gets up again, and tries again. And that's that's really the routine that we're going to try to emulate that of children because they're such an inspiration. They don't stop. They don't stop. It's an amazing thing that um, I w- I, I'm right now dealing with trying to figure out um, for my children, perhaps they should learn different musical instruments. I play music. My brothers play, play musical instruments. So I'm trying maybe thinking to get them lessons and things like that for different different instruments finding what each one and i was thinking it's much more common for children to learn musical instruments than adults you know why because children are okay with failing and trying again adults like i tried it three times it didn't work i'm out but children get up and try again and it's okay it's okay to fall down and we pick ourselves up and try to walk again and we can pl- to try to play that rhythm or that key or that, that those notes, and I fail, and I'll try again. And we have to learn that from children, that they just pick themselves up and try again. Yes? You, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a funny thing. My my son, uh, we went uh, on the intermediate intermediary days of Sukkot. Today's the last of the intermediary days of Sukkot. Tonight we continue with the holidays of Shmini Atzeret Simchat Torah tomorrow night. And uh, so, in the intermediary days, you can drive and you can cook and do everything that you normally do. Uh, but we dress in 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 our in our more holiday uh, attire. And uh, and the like, but it's 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 very common in the in the in the community uh, that families go out together to uh, you know an amusement park to a to a uh, some place you do some activity together. It's a time really the family gets together, uh, and 
so we went we did uh, we did a, we had a great a great time uh, one day we went to one place and one day we went to another place one of the days we went to Herman Park it's really beautiful by the water and all that it's really 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 wonderful and we had over there there's a nice area of grass we had a football game we were there my my cousin my my children my my nephews were there from one and ne- other nephews and and nieces and it was it was really great some of the kids went on the train it was really incredible so we're playing a game of football and my son catches the football like like a OBJ anybody familiar with OBJ right but it was a really great catch you know in the air right over his head really difficult catch and then he falls down and it was like the worst body slam you you've ever it was like boom right in his hip and it's like like it really knocked the wind out of him it, it was like you know and, you know I was able to help him give him give him the first aid he needed and it's like a few minutes later he's up on his feet running around again I'm like this is crazy if that happened to me <laughs> right for two months I'd be limping I'd be you know this on the side I don't know I can't I can't th- and we and we find we love to 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 find excuses why we can't do things we can't do things. Ah, I can give you all the reasons in the world why we can't do something. Someone calls you up and says, "You know, um, I just had a, 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 a you know a, a delay of my flight. I had this. I had this a couple of times. People call me. You know, I'm stuck in St. Louis. My connecting flight was delayed, and I was going to have a ride from the airport. But now, my ri- you know, I'm, I'm going to be arriving two hours later. Would you be able to come pick me up at uh, 1.30 in the morning?" And my answer is, of course. Yes, no problem. So it, it, what's amazing is that I find that nine out of ten times it's a test from Hashem. Not whether or not you're going to do it, but whether or not you're willing to do it. Because then I get the phone call 45 minutes later. So, you know, I'm actually boarding the flight and I see there's another guy from the neighborhood here. So I'm going to get a ride from him. Right? I don't have to do it. Right? But, 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 it's, but according to the Torah, you get reward for it as if it's done. Because you had the willingness to do it. Now, even though you're happy and relieved that you don't actually have to, but the willingness to want to do it is as if you've done it. Right? Correct. So this is, it's a very important and fundamental uh, uh, shift that a person... There are people who, whenever you ask them anything, they're like, nah, I don't think so. They didn't even think about it. They have no idea what you're talking about. No. Right? It's that, it's that heaviness. Versus... Trying to train ourselves, you know what? If anyone asks me for any favor today, I'm going to say yes, even if I don't know what it is. Even if I don't have the time, I'll figure it out. I'll try to rework my schedule to become a person who's willing to, tr- to do it, to go ahead and push myself forward even when I'm uncomfortable. The, the here, here's the here's the thing yes okay we we have to be willing to get out of our comfort zone well w- so we mentioned earlier that you, you d- you're not get, you, you don't want to put yourself in a place of uncertainty right I don't know 
because I've never been there. I've never tried it. So we, we get where anybody go to an event where you know nobody else. Most people don't like doing that. Right? It's not the, it's not up on their list. If they have a, an, a choice of going to the event where they know everyone or most of the people or they have several friends going versus a place they go, they know nobody. Right. They'll go to the place where they know people because they're comfortable there. Right. But the truth is, where will you benefit more? Especially go to a networking brunch. You go to right. You want to go to a place where you know nobody, so you have to make friends. You have no choice. You have you're pushed to a certain direction. We're not always willing to take that risk. But that's part of what we're going to learn is how to get out of our comfort zone of our heaviness of our routine of the th- only doing the things that I'm familiar with versus getting the things that are important and that need to get done. So I, I, I totally understand what you're saying. And I'll, let, me, let, me, let me rephrase it for you, okay? How many of us have, have taken or accepted upon ourselves, you know what, I'm going to start going to the gym. I'm going to New York, uh, the, the, the New Year's uh, resolution uh, is, is a goldmine for gyms, right? Because people make that resolution and they feel that if they cancel their membership, then they're reneging on that resolution, so they keep their membership forever, right? And they're they're making a mint off us, right? So, I I I, I totally understand. It's like it's not the issue of working out; it's leaving my house to go work out. So I I, I figured out a trick. It works for me, right? I, I I have to trick myself to go work out, right? If it's to jog or if it's to go do whatever the errand is, right? The trick I do is I say, you know what? I'm not going jogging. I'm just putting on my jogging shoes. That's it. That I'm negotiating with myself. Right? I don't, I, I'm not going to go jogging. Uh, who, jogging? Who has time for jogging? Come on. I'm just going to put on my jogging shoes. And what happens is I, I got they're on already. I might as well go. Right? So I would say it's not even going to the event. I'm just going to leave my house, get in the car. Right? We'll see what happens. I'll listen to the radio. And it's like, you know, I'm in the car already. Might as well go. All right? The idea is what, and I don't know if that will work for you, but think of something. You know what? I'll pick up ice cream on the way. Right? <laughs> so, something that will motivate us. To, you know, what, what, what will I do? And the truth is, think about it. When there are things that we're motivated about, we do them right away without any, uh, any issues. It's the things that we're not motivated, we're heavy about. Okay, so zeal is the introduction to all midot. Any, any, any trait that a person wants to work on, they will need to have, because it's not fun, right, to work on generosity. It's not fun to work on faith. It's not fun. And we, we, we're in a culture where everything is like, you know, I was at, at Starbucks, and it takes people um, about seven minutes to, to just uh, verbalize what it is they want. They want the pumpkin spice with two dashes of, of cinnamon, a little, a little, a little uh, twist of chocolate, and you know, it's like with this, uh, you know, at this temperature, and it's like uh, double cupped, and it's like, guys, you know, it's like we're used, to, we're 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 in a manicured culture where everything needs to be my way. 
So when there's something I don't want to do, I'm not going to do it. Even if it's good for me. The problem is not that we don't get things done. The problem is that we become lazy. And I don't think there's ever been a generation that's been as lazy as ours. Right? We don't want to get up to uh, turn on the lights. We just want to talk to our phone and tell the phone to turn it on or off for us. Right? I personally love that. You know, I told you last week, my, I love technology. Right? But we have to be very careful. It shouldn't take over our lives. We have to be careful that we don't become lazy be- because of it. All right. It adds quality to our actions. When we work on our... I have found, personally, that when I'm working on this trait of zrizut, of alacrity, of zeal, of getting things done, my life is filled with more passion, with more excitement, with more energy. There's a whole new... It's, it's robust, right? Why? Because I'm, I'm winning. I'm winning. My Yetzirah doesn't want... He wants me to just, you know, just hit the snooze button and go back to sleep. He's very happy when we do that. Instead, we get up. You know, I, I'll tell you, last night, I was... Uh, I, I had a class. Again, it's one of those I can't say no type things. So I get a phone call on Friday from Rabbi Yacobian from Congregation Torah V'Chesed. He says to me, you know, we have our annual Hoshana Rabbah uh, where they learn to study all night and then they pray early morning. So... I got home last night at 3 a.m., right? And that's when I finished my class. And and now I have to be up at 8 o'clock because we have morning services. Hoshana Rab, it's an important day. It's like almost like a Yom Kippur type of, you know, event. And it's like, wow, I'm really tired. And now I have another class. And I knew this was going to be the... I knew that this was going to happen, which is why they they asked me if I'm going to have this class today on Hoshana Rabbah. And I said, yes, of course we're going to have the class because I need th- that push. I need to say, I need to push myself because otherwise, you know where I'd be right now? I'd be sleeping. So I need to force myself to create obligations so that I'm not doing that. I don't want to be there. Right? I don't want to be in bed. I want to be productive. So I force myself, I obligate myself to do the things that sometimes I may not want to be doing to push myself beyond my limits. Someone showed me a great, great quote. When you feel like you're done and you're wiped out, you're only at 30%. You're only, it's, it's so awesome. It's such a great line. It's like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't jog anymore. You're only at 30%. Right? Push yourself down. Now, now, the, now you got another 70% to go. We're like, oh, I'm so tired. I can't. There's no way I can do this. And we're very easy. Again, we're living in a world, oh, don't be too difficult on yourself. No. You know, no, push yourself. You can do it. God believes in you. He gives you everything you have. He thinks you could do it. He gave you opportunities. Go get him. But we need to find a way to motivate ourselves. So it adds quality to our actions. That this was an action that perhaps I wouldn't have ordinarily done. But now I'm doing it because I'm working on myself to change, to to push myself into an area that I'm not comfortable 
we need to learn to be most comfortable when we're not comfortable. We have to push ourselves to be in that state where our greatest area of comfort is when we're uncomfortable. So let me let me tell you, it's an interesting thing. I was once I was uh, we were having a family discussion with my father-in-law, and all of my my brothers and sister-in-laws. You know, just the married couples where where uh, seven married siblings and uh, and you know, so it was very nice. It was like we're all sitting around the 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 sh- the yumtiv table, and we're just having this lovely conversation about. We started talking about education. What is the most important uh, element of education? It was a great great discussion. My father-in-law said something very very beautiful. He said, this is Rabbi Eli Gortz, my father-in-law, he said, whatever you keep telling, whatever behavior you talk about is the behavior they will continue to do. If it's the positive behaviors, they'll continue to do the positive. If it's the negative, or if you keep on pointing out the negative, they'll continue doing the negative. Whatever it is that gets them that attention is what they will continue to do. Which is why it's an amazing thing. We look at Aaron, the great priest, the high priest. It says he was Ohev Shalom Borodev Shalom. He loved peace and pursued peace. Right? Our sages tell us he always saw the positive in a person. He saw that, oh, he's a, he's a human being. He's a kind person. He's, he would bring out that, that, that virtue that the person had. The person would be like, wow, Aaron, the high priest. And by the way, to our children, that's what we are. We're we're that we're that high priest. Like my parents see that I'm kind hearted. Maybe, maybe I am. And the more we tell them about their qualities, the more they will show us more of those qualities. The more we talk about their negatives, their flaws, the more they will demonstrate those negatives. It's an amazing thing. If we talk about the positives, they'll be positive. If we talk about the negatives, they'll be negative. Very important thing. I think it's and I think it's true. I don't only think it's nice. I think it's true. So the the struggle with zeal is the battle against our nature. Our nature is to be heavy. Our nature is not to want to do things. Um, it's not about time management. You have to be. You have to know this. It's not about time management or to do things quickly. It's not about zeal. Sometimes people think, I'm going to get this done really quickly. It's not about getting things done quickly. But rather, it's setting our priorities and becoming doers. What are my priorities? If you had to write down on a piece of paper, what are your values? I'm not talking about politic values, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about what are your values as a human being? Right? So love. So what am I doing to promote love? Is it love of my spouse, of my children, of my community? 
So what am I doing to show that love? Wish? Wish is not enough. Wish is, I'm, I'm here, you're there, and I wish for you to have good things. But maybe, but, uh, so, well, see, so here's the thing. Maybe it's when I see a police officer at Starbucks, I'll buy him his coffee. Maybe it means putting it into action, not only saying it and, and hoping it and wishing it, but actually doing something. You know what? The, the first part of it is defining what it is for us. That's the first process. First st- step in the process is defining what my values are. Once I understand my values, I got to go get them. How am I going to do it? Put it into action. Okay? So it's not about time management. The, the goal here is not to become, uh, oh, we're going we're gonna to have, and we're going to work on, on not time management, but order. We're going to work on order. You know, we have a Pesach Seder. We're going to work on Seder. Seder is the word for order. And we're gonna, it's going to be one of, the, one, of the, one of the future traits that we're going to talk about that will help us prioritize, organize our motivations, our ideas, our values. But right now we're talking about getting things done, becoming a doer. Our nature is earthliness. We're heavy. We need to learn to become lightweight, right? Not in a lightweight uh, sense of like, being weak, but the idea is to be easy. Easy, we can just go do it, no problem. You know, they say that if you want to get something done, if you need someone to get something done, ask someone who's busy. Right? There, there are people just get things done. Right? Because they don't think about, oh, well, uh, you know, it's like they're hemming and hawing about, I don't know, can I, can't I? Do it. You could have gotten it done already. Right. I try, by the way, my children, for example, last night, right, they went to watch the game right after, right after the Chag, right after Shabbos went out. So we make Havdalah, and now my kids want to watch the game. I said, no problem. That playroom, you remember that playroom? Right? When that's clean, you can watch the game. <laughs> right? No, 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 but we really want it. I said, no, I'm turning it on right now, but I'm not going to cast it to that screen till. It's clean, right? Okay, so now there's a motivation. That same task would not get done if I just said, listen to me, you're going to the playroom and cleaning up, right? That's, that's, that's fighting a war, I'll never win. But when you connect it with a motivation, now it gets done, right? Now, it's not, the idea here is not only getting things done, it's getting, done, getting, getting into a system that we not only it's not a one-off shot but it becomes a way of life that we we're we become doers we change the essence of who we are doing a mitzvah with zrizut with alacrity with this zeal is an action that it says that the presence of god resides upon it right and any delay in doing the mitzvah opens up to a potential for the Yetzirah distracting us. So let me give you an example. We have, you think of any mitzvah. Any mitzvah. Pick a mitzvah. Lighting candles. So we have the opportunity every single Friday night, 18 minutes before sunset. And you can set a reminder on your, on your Siri or your Google 
and you can tell him set an alarm for you know 28 minutes before sunset on Friday, and then you have 10 minutes to just prepare your candles. What I tell people to do, and this is what I do every week, immediately after Havdalah, Saturday night, I prepare my wife's candles for the next week already. It's ready. You come to my house on Sunday, you'll see that the lights are the lights are set. On Monday, you'll see that they're set. Because there were too many times that two minutes before candle lighting, I'm like, oh my goodness, I, I didn't, I didn't prepare. It's like a, and it's a mad rush. And it's like, you know what? I don't want to get into that situation. So now I put it part of a new routine to not fall into that situation where I have a an order. I have a, a motivation. I like to get my week started with that. The first part of the week is ready, getting ready for next Shabbos. Getting ready for those candles. That, but that's one thing. So here's the thing. Uh, we discussed this actually when we talked about order in one of the other classes. <coughs> Excuse me. We talked about, the, you know, so if someone wants to light candles, someone wants to start lighting Shabbos candles for the first time. You know the first step? Buying candles. Because I can have all the desire in the world to run a marathon, but if I don't buy the sneakers, I'm not going to be able to. Okay, so you have to take the first step. So just get it done. So how do we get it done? So we have to we have to recognize that we also have um, we we have something called the Yetzahara. We have this evil inclination, this this the desire to for us to just just take it easy, just relax, just don't do it. And that is our that is our Yetzahara pushing us to just be lazy. Just hit the snooze button, turn over, and forget about the world. Forget about responsibility. Forget about doing. And we know that that, that, that doesn't, it usually doesn't bring about fruitful results. It doesn't bring us happiness. It doesn't bring us satisfaction. It doesn't bring us fulfillment. So the delay itself is the work of the Yetzahara. And the Shekhinah leaves the action. Our sages tell us that the, the Shekhinah, the presence of the Almighty, when we're in the process of doing a mitzvah, it's there. When we delay, the Yetzirah is battling with us. No, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And then the Shekhinah says, you know what, I'm out. Leave me alone. I'm gone. So we, we really have this opportunity to add more blessing to our lives by getting things done. Getting things done, the more we just get it done, the more blessing we continue to have in our lives. Yeah? So earlier when you were talking about the baby sees and the fruit, right? So this is going to take the baby and see the baby sees the fruit and the fruit, and that's what we need to see the baby because the baby sees the process, right? So we tend to go on the wrong track with the process sometimes. And so some of the things we need to see the process Welcome to the club. <laughs> so I so you want to know you want to know what I did for that? I had the snooze button uh, syndrome, and I just moved my alarm clock so far away from my bed <laughs> that it's on the other side of my room, right? Uh, I have. I'll tell you. There's another thing also. Um, just by the way, I I I, I uh, <coughs> there's a lot of noise here. So, 
I had. That's fine. It's fine. The door's not going to close. It's, it's fine. Um, I talking about hitting hitting the snooze button and pushing things off and delaying and and um, okay now I lost the mixture with the okay cut <laughs> this guy's awesome um, that's right that's right when I got back <laughs> yeah, that's I gotta get it done. I got to I got to get it done. That's correct. If did everyone get the email? Okay, you all got it. Okay, just making sure if you didn't get it then then I'll have to make sure that your email is added because that's why we have that sign in sheet. Make sure everyone um is on that list. Um so I heard I, I remember now what what I was going to say. Um I heard that um there's a, there's a there's a danger I don't want to scare you, but there's a certain danger of having our cell phones next to our beds, right? There's a lot of radiation that comes out of these things. So I committed not to have any phones in my room. And my phone is in the, in the other room, right? It's in the other room, and my alarm that's set over here rings in the other room. Right? So if I want to turn this annoying thing off, I have to get up, to the go to the other room, and turn it off. So that's, again, but I say that the best, this is for me. For me, the best thing is if I put it into action immediately. Because the minute I procrastinate and delay, it's gone. Now, that doesn't mean, now we live in a world today where if someone sends you a text message and you don't respond within 15 seconds, right, they get insulted, I don't understand, why don't you respond to my, right? I don't respond to messages immediately. And, and people who know me know that. Th I don't mind if they get frustrated. It's fine. I like to think before I answer. And even if it's a simple question, I still like to think about it. I like to, you know, to. Y I'm not a vending machine. You put in two quarters, pop out a soda, soda, right? That, that's not the way I, I like to think things. It's funny that uh, my grandfather was that in an extreme. I would ask my grandfather a question, and I'm like expecting an immediate answer. And it's like, no, 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 we'll come back to me next week. And, uh, and and a week later, he would have an answer that is fully baked, ready to go, con taking into consideration all of the information and whatever, you know, it, it's, you know, sometimes you have big questions, they require a lot of thinking, the, the, and even sometimes small questions require some thinking, some, some you know, taking into consideration different, different, co yes. So, zrizut, alacrity, zeal, is the emotion behind the action. It's the emotion behind the action. We all are doing actions, but what's the emotion behind it? Is the emotion, go get him, go do it? Or is the emotion, uh, it's a drag, it's a drain. I really don't want to be doing this. And the truth is, it can change everything. You can just ask my mother. Right, my mother. When we were kids, my mother asked us to do a chore, and we were like, you know, oh, okay, right. <laughs> that's that's very different than sure, mommy. Right, 
I'll be happy to, you know, bring out the laundry basket or do whatever, whatever, whatever is asked and bring in the groceries. You know, it, there's a very big difference in, in, in how that same, what, did I do it or did I not do it? I did the task you asked, right, but it's with the, with the saltiness, right, or with a joy. So that's what we're trying to get to in this trade of alacrity. We're going to talk more about it, not next week, because next week we don't have class. Um, there is a special scholar in residence here next week. So we're going to be continuing the week after. Um, but we're going to continue on this topic of Zerizut. Um, if you'd like, I can send out the worksheet. I can send out the just so everyone can have it on file. You can print out 20 of them, so you'll have it for the 20 coming weeks. Um, and that way we can... We can um, you can uh, journal yourself, but again, the, 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 the what you need you'll you'll need to answer if when you, as soon as you get it, I'll try to send it as soon as I get home. Um, is what define this trait in your own words now? Now that we spent about an hour talking about this trait, define this trait. What does it mean to you in your own words? And then take an accounting, an introspection. Where do I where do I stand with this trait right now? This trait of alacrity. Am I on the lazier side? Do I, am I motivated? Do I, I need some improvement? Or am I perfect? Okay? We're not talking about arrogance, so you can write whatever you want. Okay? <laughs> and um, then what would you like to accomplish? I'd like to be more motivated. I'd like to, to get more things done. I would like to procrastinate less. I would like to... And um, what tools do you currently possess that can immediately be employed to help affect a small measure of change with this trait? And think about it. What is it? Maybe I can motivate myself. Maybe the, you know, I can give myself a chocolate every time I do th something I don't want to do. Right? Maybe I can, you know, what is it? Find something. Motivate yourself. And then accept upon yourself how many times a day you're going to think about this or do something that's out of your comfort zone. Right? And gain a new appreciation for it. So there's a lot to talk about. I look forward to continue discussing this trait in the coming weeks thank you so much for listening thank you so much for coming and have a wonderful Chag Sameach a beautiful Simchat Torah um, our sages tell us we can turn it off our sages tell us that today is a day called Hoshana Rabbah Hoshana Rabbah very interestingly has no source in the